uh, on the line. Dave, you're on with Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing very well. We appreciate you checking in here as we get ready for the no first problem. game of this series. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, be, before we kind of dive into what's happened in the playoffs lately, um, it's been about a, a month for you to digest what was uh, not as long a playoff run as you would have liked for your Edmonton Oilers. Uh, when you kind of reflect on it now and you've had some time to, to sit on it, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? Well, close isn't good enough. You know, we were we were close. We 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 felt like we took strides this year in in some of the areas of the game we needed to improve. Um, you know, our, our defending, the ability to uh, um, defend leads was strong during the year, and we got into the playoffs, and it was tight, tight games, and we couldn't find a way to get over top in three overtime games. And to win in the playoffs, you have to you have to win overtime games. That's just a must. Um, you know, our defending was pretty good. We we felt like we played solid games, but you got to find ways to win, and that's uh, uh, we didn't do do that, and hence we're out early. But if you watch the way the playoffs are played, like you look at the two teams in the final, I was just listening to Brownie a minute ago. There, they're deep teams. Arguably, the two best goaltenders in the playoffs are playing in the finals, and uh, both teams play strong team defense, very strong team defense, and. Those are those are key elements if you're going to have a championship team, and and you have to have the skill, you have to have the ability to score and all that. But unless you're unless you're committed to play a strong defending game, um, you're going to have a hard time going on a long run. So, Tip, when you watch the the finals or any of the playoffs, do you watch it as a coach or do you watch it as a fan? Uh, no more. I would say. I don't know. I just I've been watching hockey on video for so long. I think I automatically turn to turn to the coach part of it. You know, you're looking at matchups. You're looking at structure, how teams play. Um, you know, there's. It's funny thing is, I find myself getting mad at referees. I'm going like, that's brutal. That should have been a call. You know, you know. But um, I guess there's part as a fan. But uh, lately, I've been watching some of it as players. You know, as players get mentioned that. Uh, um, guy you think might fit in our lineup, so you're you're watching some individuals. But uh, I would say if I sit down and watch a game, the majority be would be as a coach. Dave, I remember it might have even been the first time you and I met in person. We did an interview with the draft shortly after you were hired, and you made a point in that interview that in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final between St. Louis and Boston, you were really impressed that both coaches started their fourth lines and felt comfortable doing that in obviously the biggest game of the year. As you look at the Oilers, can you touch on how you feel the depth has improved during your tenure as the coach and where it needs to go now to become an elite team? Well, we feel like we've improved because we had players that... uh... You know, with not a lot of cap space, we were filling some holes, and we filled holes with players that really filled a role for our team and and could do a job and do a job job well. Um, you know, one of the just an example of that we came in, our goals against had to come down. The penalty killing uh, was near the bottom of the league. That's an area that if we bring those goals against down, it gives us a better chance to win. And we have great offensive players led by Connor and Leon and 
uh, our power play is, is strong, but if you're going to give up three and four and five goals a night, you got no chance to win, not let alone the regular season in the playoffs, you know. So so we we brought some players in that we felt like fit roles, and, and they've done a pretty good job. Now, that being said, we have to con- continue to grow that depth because the guys that you bring in, maybe can have that role, but they can expand what they do in that role. And mm-hmm. instead of uh, instead of getting a guy that might give you two or three goals in that role, maybe you get a guy that gets eight or ten and doing the same job as a, as a penalty kill. So there's there's different areas. There's there's just an area of depth that uh, you know exactly like we talked about. The two teams in the Stanley Cup Game Seven are starting their seventh line or their fourth line. And both teams have ultimate confidence in both those lines. And we need to get to that point. You know, we, we have, like I say, we have some talented, talented players, and we've had some guys that play good, very good role, but we just have to continue to get deeper in those areas. So, Dave, if you're, when you're watching the playoffs here, is there, as, as, a, as a coach or as a fan or as a, just someone that enjoys the game, is there any players that have stood out that you're like, you know, that guy is better than I thought, or that guy's got more to his game than I ever thought. I mean, anyone in the, the final series that you're like, you know what, that is exactly the type of player that uh, you want to aspire to be if you're a younger hockey player. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, you, the guys that have the ability to, you just watch the coaches and who they put on in the critical situations are guys that, that really, uh, as a coach or as a, as a person, when you know the game well, you look at uh, you look at what they're doing. Like you look at a guy like Deno in in Montreal. Look at the critical times he he plays, and the job he does. And um, you know, for Tampa, there's some. I mean, you got their stars. You got Kucherov and Point that. But look at a guy like Killorn and just what what he does in critical times of the game. So there's players like that that jump out at you. You know they're good players, but they're players. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, Years and years ago, I was a general manager in Houston in the IHL, and we had a couple players in Montreal's camp. And um, I went up to their training camp in Mount Tremblant, and Serge Savard was there. And uh, I remember talking to Serge, and Brownie, you would remember this. Uh, Serge was the first guy that really started paying like third-line guys. He had Mike McPhee and Scrudland and Carboneau and some of those guys, and this is back before salary disclosure. But Serge was the guy that started paying those guys. I remember I was a young guy. I asked Serge, I said, so you, you pay these, you know, the third and fourth liners solid solid money, not superstar money, but solid money. I, he said, I said, why, you know, why do you do that when, you, when they're third-line players? And he said, Tip, you know why I do that? Because those players make us win, you know, in his in his French accent, and I, that's always stuck with me. Those players make you win in the playoffs, and and you watch these final series. Those a key penalty kill or a key block, or um, a, a job to shut down another team's top player. All those things become really really valuable in the playoffs, and you've got to have them if you're if you're going to be a championship team. Dave Tippett, head coach of your Edmonton Oilers, joining us on the Faceoff Show. We have the Lightning and the Canadians coming up after the 6 o'clock news. Dave, thanks for doing this. Just a couple more for you. One more for me, one more from Brownie. You played the Canadians nine times. Um, you know, you had a couple overtimes. You had a couple extremely, um, 
well, borderline violent games, <laughs> I don't mind saying, uh, in Edmonton. And, uh, you know, early in the season, they, they, they uh, dominated you pretty pretty good at Rogers Place. Kind of a lot of different things happened. I hope this doesn't sound silly, but, like, did you see this coming from them? Because there were times where you wondered if they were going to make the playoffs throughout the regular season. You know what? They're built like a, a playoff team. And when I say that, it's they defend first. And it starts with their goaltender. Like, their identity of their team revolves around their goaltender. Now, the goaltender was hurt a little bit and uh, and doesn't play some games. But you start with the goaltender. You go with their top 4D and how hard and rugged they play and how hard they make it to score against them. And then they've got really balanced forwards. There's nobody that you can say, okay, that guy is going to win them the game. Like, Toffoli has a great shot. you got... Young Caulfield's come along and played all right, but they have a very balanced forward group. So you can see when they get their team together, like early on, like you say, when they beat us early on, they looked like a real good team, a deep team. And then they, you know, they were up and down during the regular season a little bit, but they uh, they had the makings of a good team because of the goaltender in their top 4D. And, uh, you know, they've won some overtime games. They've got... Uh, you know, they haven't had any real significant injuries, and um, they've worked their way to this spot, and it's, uh, you know, they deserve to be there. So, Dave, there's been a bit of time since the season ended for the Oilers. Is, in your mind right now, is it a, is it still the sting still there, and that's what keeps you awake at night, or is it the excitement of how much you improved and now that maybe you're a little hardened more from playing in a playoff series and understanding what it takes to win, what's the mindset going through the rest of the summer for you? You know what? It's the continued determination to get better. And uh, we knew it was going to take some time. When, when Ken Hall and we first start, started talking, we said, we got to, the first step is we have to become a playoff team every year. You have to give yourself a chance every year. And we have to grow this group. And, you know, the, the bubble was a weird situation. You still, you look at where we were going into that bubble, we were a solid playoff team. Last year, we were second in the Northern Division, which is a um, quirky year, but we're still a playoff team. So we have to have that determination to, again, earn the right to be a playoff team, but then use these lessons that we've learned for the guys that have been here to, to improve and use, uh, you know, the, the resources we have. And this year we have more resources than, than the first couple we're here to try to improve our depth. So you're, it's a determination. You're sour from losing. And, uh, but there's also a, a thought that we got to keep pushing this ahead. And I know that uh, Ken and his, uh, and his staff has just finished their pro meetings. They're going to go to their minor or the amateur meetings next week. But they put a lot of work in. There's, uh, you know, there's lots of discussion about direction and, and adding depth. So I'm, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, but uh, there's a determination that we have to continue to improve if we want to get to where, where we want to be a real contender and not just make the playoffs, but be a contender to be, uh, uh, to be reckoned with in the, in, the, in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, Dave, thanks for checking in. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. No Enjoy the game tonight, and we appreciate your perspective. Thanks very much, Reed. And Brownie, good to catch up with you. I haven't seen you in ages, so it's good to catch up. I hear you a little bit, but I uh, don't see you much. But but uh, hopefully we all have a good summer. Come back in September, ready to go, and normal, hopefully, with fans. Hopeful, hopefully, and uh, enjoy your summer. Enjoy the sunshine. There we go. 
That is Dave Tippett, head coach of Edmonton Oilers, checking in on the face-off show. Hey, also, we remind you quickly here, the Edmonton Elks Football Club, they have an online 50-50 today. You go to goelks.com slash 50-50. It is uh, in support of the Edmonton Elks Women's Ovarian Cancer Research Endowment Fund, so it's for a great cause being sponsored by James H. Brown and Associates. You can get tickets on the Elks website until 9 tonight. Okay, that was Dave Tippett. You heard from Rob Brown. We'll be back after the game for a special Stanley Cup final overtime open line, all presented by Wilhock Beef Jerky. After the news, we'll throw it to the lightning in the halves. CHED Edmonton. 630 Chad. News. Conversation. Live sports. Official broadcast partner of the Edmonton Oilers. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.